sisters. Sisters, all three of us are here. We made it. Hello. <laughs> I'm Taryn. I'm Amanda. And I'm Hannah. Not sure if you can discern from our voices. <laughs> we're all sisters. We all sound exactly <clears throat> the fucking same. Yep. Taryn, will you tell us what we're doing today? Uh, so I'm not doing anything. <laughs> Amanda and Hannah are going to be telling us of some horror stories from American Horror Story, the Coven season, season mm-hmm. three. Yep. It's going to be spooky. Yeah, this is part of our, like, 12 Tales of Horror special, like, our holiday extravaganza. Oh, my God. Yep. Um, Will this get you guys to, like, the end of the year? Uh, not quite. I think we'll have... I, who gives a shit? There's 10 <laughs> seasons. And there's only seven weeks left. That's fine. Well, we've already done three. So seven weeks. Yeah. Oh, my God. We timed this out so perfectly. Mm-hmm. We're not even so good at podcasting. I know. It was totally intentional. <laughs> shit all right so we are taking like a theme from each season of american horror story and we're breaking it down into like the true story behind it so like for season one we did the black dahlia and richard speck and then for season two we did what did we do i did nelly bly and then i did ed gein yes um this time we're doing stuff from coven hannah and i because taryn's got prior engagements and she couldn't she didn't have time to do homework um i'm gonna go first on account of mine is really fucked up and it doesn't really have a very happy ending <clears throat> oh yes give like a warning did you did that's you on that? here warning uh, yeah. warning <laughs> warning <of> Robinson. <laughs> um so i have to preface this with an intense trigger warning um involving the torture of humans if you're squeamish or if last week's episode about ed gein like if that got to you you should honestly probably just skip this one because it's really fucked up. It's worse than that. Or just skip through, like, Amanda's section and listen to mine. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not, it's a little happier. Is yours, like, inspiring? I mean, she's not a bad person. Okay, cool. <laughs> mine certainly is. On April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the LaLaurie residence on Royal Street in um, New Orleans, Louisiana, starting in the kitchen. When police and fire marshals got there, they found the cook, a 70-year-old woman, chained to the stove by her ankle. She later said that she had intentionally set the fire as a suicide attempt because she feared being punished by her master. She said that slaves taken to the uppermost room never came back. Now I'm going to tell you about the um, evil bitch that lived here. But she was a character in American Horror Story Coven, yep. and I'm pretty sure it was the same name, too. Like- Delphine LaLaurie. Yes. So <coughs> she was played by Kathy Bates, who just plays an excellent villain. She does. She can play mm-hmm. anything. Right, I feel but like also, they- she, she plays kind characters as well. True. Yeah. Like in season so, four. The hotel, yeah. Or <laughs> Freak Show. Yes, and Freak Show, she was the bearded mom. Mm-hmm. That's right. The bearded mom. But no, I feel like in just... In American Horror Story, they made her character out to be, like... Obviously, she was bad, but I feel like they made her out to be, like, not as bad as she even was in real life. Well, well they they have, like, a weird character arc with Kathy Bates. Um, like, they show all the fucked up things that she does. But then she, like, befriends... You know, she's a goddamn slave owner. Mm-hmm. And then she ends up befriending the only black character in the whole show, Queenie. Queenie. Yeah. Hey, no. Marie Laveau was black. Oh, yeah, all the voodoo people. <laughs> the only the only black, black witch. witch. <laughs> yeah, the only one who lived in the big fucking house. Um, but, yeah, so it was, it was like, we can't forgive these things that this bitch did. Right. So let me just tell you about her. So her full name was Marie Delphine McCarty. She just went by Delphine. Um, and eventually she gets married and her last name gets changed to LaLaurie. Um... 
She was born in New Orleans, Louisiana in 1787. She had four siblings. Both of Delphine's parents were prominent in the town's European Creole community. Her uncle was the governor of the Spanish-American provinces of Louisiana and Florida, and her cousin was mayor of New Orleans for five years. So she like came from a pretty prominent family with power. When she was four years old, the Haitian Revolution erupted in 1791, which made slaveholders in the southern states afraid of resistance and rebellion among slaves. In fact, Delphine's uncle had murdered had been murdered in 1771 by his own slaves, and the revolution had inspired several conspiracies and uprisings, which caused many slave owners to discipline their slaves even more harshly out of fear. So that's how she was raised to view black people oh, as I slaves see. who could easily get out of hand if you don't punish them enough. <clears throat> like, what a great upbringing. So, and what year was this? I'm sorry. Um. The Haitian Revolution that, like, sparked the fear in white people started in 1791. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, Delphine was born in 1787. Okay. Okay. Um, Also, I just... I've also heard that we shouldn't call them slaves. They weren't... That's not, like, what they were. They were people who were enslaved. Like, they didn't choose this life, you know? Right. But, I mean, that's... How it's written everywhere yeah. and how so what it's, we're used to saying. Right, it's hard to get out of that mindset. Yeah, so I apologize for that. Um, anyway, here we go. So she got married and then she got knocked up, but her husband passed away suddenly before she gave birth. She got remarried and she had, she and her new hubby, um, they had four more kids. So listen to this. Ugh. Her children's names were Marie Borquita Delphine, Marie Louise Pauline, <laughs> Louise Marie Loray, Marie Louise Jean, and Jean Pierre Pauline. <laughs> were there only like six names to choose from in the baby book? I guess so. So they were all named Marie and Louise and Delphine and Jean and Jean and just different um, versions of her name. Right. So Damn. was there a boy with the name Marie? Uh, his name was Jean Pierre Pauline. Um, I think I said it Jean when I first said it, because that's how it's spelled. Jean and Louise. (laughs) Jean and Louise. Um, And no Tina in sight. Um, So uh, lots of Maries and Louises. Her second husband died too, so then she got married again. And this is to Leonard LaLaurie, um, who was apparently much younger than her. Uh, Which is interesting. I can't believe she can find all these men to marry her. Well, she was like upper class. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, and, like, I didn't read anything, like, about her husband's dying mysteriously or anything. I think, like, it's just common for people to die. <laughs> it Back just then, happened. Back then, 1700s. Um, so in 1831, she bought property at 1140 Royal Street, and the next year she had the famous two-story mansion built there, complete with attached slave quarters. She lived there with her third husband and two of her daughters and maintained a central position in New Orleans society. But there was trouble in paradise. Mm-hmm. Later, in, did her second husband pass away? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't think divorce was really a thing, but she tries. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I think she killed them. I, that's what I'm wondering, but, you know, and there wasn't really any suspicion, I don't think. <clears throat> okay. um, so later in 1832, Delphine petitioned for a separation from bed and board of her husband. Um, so this is like just like a legal separation, I guess. I don't know if don't know it is the same as a divorce or what. So uh, she claimed that he had treated her in such a manner as to render their living together unsupportable. Um, oh, boo-hoo. Right. Uh, her son and two of her daughters confirmed this um, claim that she had. The separation didn't seem to have been permanent as Dr. LaLaurie, I guess he's a doctor now, I don't know where that came from, was <laughs> present at the house the day of the fire. Um, this was before I stuck that at the top. I said, spoiler alert, it catches fire. Um, (laughs) LaLaurie's slaves were observed to be singularly haggard and wretched. Like, they were in bad shape. Yeah. And that's saying something. However, in public, uh, appearances, LaLaurie was seen to be generally polite to black people and solicitous of her slave's health. Okay, I have a question. Yes, ma'am. This might sound like really, I don't know, ignorant, I guess. Okay. But like a genuine question. I don't understand why so many people who, like, had slaves beat them and stuff. Because, like, don't they want them to be able to do things Well, yeah, but they also want to keep them under their thumb, keep them from running away, and then the whole, like, fear of them rising up and rebelling. I guess. I just feel like, what's the point of... 
Right. If you well, if you do, one, if you're gonna beat them so they can't do anything, like. Well, I feel right. like this bitch, Delphine, the shit that she ended up doing to her slaves, it. She was like was a more serial. Like, she had like a fucked up mind. She had. She was a serial torturer, not a serial That's murderer, but like. She, I don't like there. The reason she bought and owned slaves wasn't because she wanted them to help her around. I mean, she did have them help her around the house because that was like their quote unquote unpaid like the job, chef. right? The cook, yeah. But the other shit, I she like got joy out of like torturing them. Anyway, gotcha. Okay, just didn't know if that was like right. A thing that there happened. were laws that said you you can't beat them quote too cruelly, but that's oh, that's polite. definitely that's up. Nice. That's definitely up for like debate, right? Yeah. Who's to say, depending on who shows up to your house to do the wellness check, you yeah, know? Yeah, true. Um, so, let's see. Really? Were they doing wellness checks? <laughs> they kind of did, he, at her house, at least. Oh, it was because that it was fucking so bad. intense? Good God. Um, so, there's, there's even record that she actually freed two of her slaves. So, it's... I, I, so it was, just all over the place. Yeah, it was very... She was not right in the head, clearly. However, it was also commonly known that Lori kept her cook chained to the kitchen stove and beat her daughters when they attempted to feed the slaves. So, like, she didn't know how to treat them. She just couldn't make up her fucking mind. Do do I free them? Do I treat them well? Or do I torture the fuck out of them and beat the shit out of them? Anyway, it's... She's so messed up. Um, Let's see. However... Funeral registers document the deaths of 12 slaves at the Royal Street Mansion, although the causes of death are not mentioned, and it's possible that um, infectious diseases could have just been the cause. Those 12 deaths include Bonnie, a cook and laundress, and her four children, who were 13, 10, 6, and 2. Right. So, and they all kind of died around, like, within a few years of each other, which I thought was odd. So... That's 12 of them. I mean, there was Bonnie and then her four children and then others. So those were some of them. Um, Her mistreatment of her slaves was so (laughs) widespread that a local lawyer was dispatched to Royal Street to remind her of the laws for the upkeep of slaves. During this visit, however, the lawyer found no evidence of wrongdoing or mistreatment of slaves by LaLaurie. Later, did you not search the house, maybe? I don't think so. It was just kind of like, yes, yes. Uh, Yes. You it's are fine. saying please to your slave. Like, right. right. LaLaurie's mistreatment... Oh, I just read that. Uh, later, one of her neighbors saw one of her slaves, uh, a girl who looked to be about eight years old, fall to her death from the roof of the mansion while being chased by a whip-wielding LaLaurie. The body would eventually be found in a well on the property, like they buried her. Oh, my God. Um, it was later revealed that the child was actually 12 years old, so probably very malnourished and not eight years old. And her name was Leah. Leah had been brushing Delphine's hair when she hit a snag, causing LaLaurie to grab a whip and chase her. Apparently, jumping to her death was better to her than being beaten by LaLaurie, so that says something. How scary. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, just over something so teeny. Right, anything can set this bitch off. Uh, This incident led to an investigation of the LaLauries, in which they were found guilty of illegal cruelty and forced to forfeit nine slaves. However, friends and relatives of the LaLauries would go to these auctions, buy the slaves, and then sell them back to the LaLauries. So those poor people had no chance of escaping the Royal Treat Hell House. On April 10th, 1834, the fire broke out, starting in the kitchen. That's when responders found the cook chained to the stove in the kitchen and were told that the slaves taken to the uppermost room never came back. Bystanders responding to the fire attempted to enter the slave quarters to ensure that everyone had been evacuated. The Lalories refused to give them the keys. Oh my god. So the bystanders broke down the doors to the slave quarters and found... Here we go. Wait, so is the husband still in the picture? He is, but I don't think that the torture was his idea. I think it was just... Do you think he knew what was going on? I think he did. Okay. Um, so wait, this is the townspeople uprising and saying like you were mistreating them? It's like bystanders who are trying to like rescue the people in the house because it was on fire i, I don't think they had like a fire department <clears throat> well i mean like, right they there was probably like one there. guy with a hose um <laughs> yeah. and then like the neighbors who were like no it's gonna catch my house on fire too. right um, right so when they opened the doors to the slave quarters they found seven slaves more or less horribly mutilated suspended by the neck with their limbs apparently stretched and torn from one extremity oh. to the other 
who claimed to have been imprisoned there for some months. And yes, they were still alive. A judge ended up investing, investigating the house, and he said that when he questioned LaLaurie's husband about the slaves, he was told in an insolent manner that, quote, some people had better stay at home rather than come to others' houses to dictate laws and meddle with other people's business. End quote. What an asshole. They're, they're laws, though. Like, mm-hmm. they're, right. It's not if you like can't follow the laws... Okay. You don't get to do the things. Um, the slaves were emaciated, showed signs of being flayed with a whip, were bound in restrictive postures, and wore spiked collar, iron collars, which kept their heads in static positions. Uh, but wait, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Responders to the fire went to the uppermost floor, like the attic area, and found unimaginable horrors. They found... Here we go. This is the part y'all don't want to listen to. Male slaves, stark naked, chained to the wall, their eyes gouged out, their fingernails pulled off by the roots. Others had their joints skinned and festering. Great holes in their butt cheeks where the flesh had been sliced away, their ears hanging by shreds, their lips sewn together, and there were some who had animal shit in their mouth and then their lips sewn shut. Like, why? What is is even the... Right, right. Um, I I mean, this is not like a medical experiment. It's not. It's just torture. It's just like. It's just torture. Um, I'm not done yet. Intestines were pulled out. Intestines were pulled out and knotted around naked waists. How do you survive something like that? You would just bleed to death, you would think. Some of them did and some of them didn't. Did she just like leave them up there if they were dead? Yeah. Um, I imagine she threw them down the well too or what. Oh, yeah. Right. I you have, know these people don't have a bathroom. Like. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, so this one is gross. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Lay there it on me. were holes in their skulls where a rough stick had been inserted to stir the brains. Like, how do you survive something like that? Those they might not have survived, but if somebody drills a hole into your head, you can live with that. But if once they start poking around in your brain, that'll probably kill you. Right. Um. Yeah. There was a victim who obviously had her arms amputated and her skin peeled off in a circular pattern making her look like a human caterpillar ooh, ooh. Ooh. um I and even, oh my god that's i got one more <laughs> um and another who had her limbs broken and reset at odd angles so that she resembled a human crab okay. that's the scariest I've... thing okay hmm yeah that's the scariest. i listened to the uh the and that's why we drink like so they did an episode on yeah this that was and, one of my sources wikipedia and that's why we drink podcast which is great and history.com and that's i remember when they like they said that one and the first time i heard it i was it's just so like it just sends chills book, down your spine like that and like the the brain stirring i um, mean my god it's just like i can't even imagine like walking in and seeing something like that let alone being the person who's Having fun doing it. Yeah. Right. Like, who who comes up with this kind of shit? Right, it's you didn't like, have the internet. Right, there's no movies. <laughs> what was her inspiration? Right, like, I think of, like, the human centipede, like, how fucked up that was. But it's like, right. that hadn't come out yet. Like, right, right. Where is she coming up with all these creative right. ideas? Like, what in the fuck? Hell. <laughs> <laughs> she visits, like, once a month. Um, <laughs> she leads. So many of these people were dead or dying. And the ones that were still alive were begging to be killed. Yeah, right. I bet. Um, the number of slaves who died under LaLaurie's care over time was as many as 100. That's a lot of people to just, like... Nothing compared to um, Countess Bowtree, I will just... Yeah, that's true. I wonder but, if, like... So, yeah. I mean, I feel like she did this with slaves because, like, you know, if they didn't have families or they, you know, people wouldn't notice if they Well, she did it missing. to families, though. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, that's, like, what I mean, though. Like, I wonder if she, if, like, slavery wasn't a thing at the time, if she would have been, like, a serial right. killer, per- you know what I mean? Like, capturing people and doing right. this. Or if she just did it because, like, if she, she didn't, didn't, she didn't think they were people. Right, if she didn't have the right. ability to purchase a human, would she just right. go out and, like, kidnap one, like, children or humans? I don't know. Um, because yeah, I mean, I feel like there were kids and adults, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that one twelve-year-old jumped out the window. Yeah. Uh, when the discovery of the abused slaves became widely known, a mob of local citizens attacked the Lalori residence and demolished and destroyed everything upon which they could lay their hands. So this this is kind of a upturn. 
Um, a sheriff and his... I was trying to look for an upside, but this is really as good as it gets. Um, a sheriff and his officers were called upon to disperse the crowd, but by the time the mob left, the property had sustained major damage, which, with scarcely anything remaining but the walls, the slaves were wow. taken to a local jail where they were available for public viewing. Like, haven't they what? been through enough? No, shit. My God. Like... Anyway, um, up to 4,000 people had attended to view the slaves to convince themselves of the sufferings. Good lord. Like, y'all don't believe it? You want to go, like, see for yourself? Um, she fled, Delphine fled New Orleans with her family during the mob violence that followed the fire, taking a coach to the waterfront and traveling to Alabama and then to Paris. Um, charges were never filed against Delphine LaLaurie, um... The circumstances of her death are also unclear, but her tombstone in Paris says that she died in 1849. Like, good riddance. The original... So she would have lived, like, a nice long... Uh-huh. Oh, 50, she was fine. 60 it's years, fine. yeah. Yep. Um, the original New Orleans mansion occupied by LaLaurie didn't survive. The impressive mansion that stands there today, commonly referred to as the LaLaurie or Haunted House, is not the same building inhabited by LaLaurie. It was. It has been used as a public high school, a conservatory of music, an apartment what? building, a refuge for young delinquents, a bar, a furniture store, and a luxury apartment. And they all get changed because it's haunted. It's haunted as fuck. It yes. was. It, it's gotta be the property and everything. That's what I would think. Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. It was even owned by Nicolas Cage for a couple of years. What? Interesting. Um, and that's it. I don't have a happy ending. I am so sorry. I mean, she's dead. Yeah, she's dead. The house, you know, the people rose up against her and destroyed right. her house. Like, as awful as it sounds, I wish she would have been, like, trampled. When no, right. Shit. Why was she not, Someone needs like... to do that shit to her. Oh, my God. I know. I mean, I will say, though, spoiler alert, American Horror Story had a really great ending for her. Like, I was satisfied with yeah. it. <laughs> Yep. She ended up uh, being tortured for life. Like, every time she would die from torture, they would bring her back. Oh, like, I do remember the voodoo priest. Eternal torture. Like, yes, yeah, yes, and her yes. daughters are there with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Her daughters in the show were just awful. I know. I mean, I really don't... I honestly don't really remember their characters. They were only in, like, two episodes, yeah. right? Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was, like... A great ending for American Horror Story. I like. Yeah, to maybe. Think that I mean, maybe happened. she did go to hell, and she's just eternally being tortured by Satan and little devils with pitchforks. I mean, you can only hope <laughs> yeah. for someone like that. Um, but like, it's also very interesting contrast from your story last week, where he dug up people that were already dead mm-hmm. and would do those things. Right. That's why that one wasn't quite as fucked up to me. Right. It is fucked it's up like to like mutilate gross, a but... body, but it's like, good God, at least they're not alive and right. experiencing it. Like, I mean, it's the only saving grace. And I will say, I also listened to that episode of, and that's why we drink. And I think I told you guys earlier, like the, they were like, the only saving grace is that a lot of these reports were in like a, mm. like a national inquire. Right. Kind yeah. Of they, like, they, yeah. So some of it, there wasn't, substantial evidence for so hopefully right. it wasn't all true right and they're it's saying so that it was kind up. of and like and uh, even if it wasn't right. true who the fuck writes shit like that right, right. i mean who well, comes even up with that like shit if somebody you know if she was up there like whipping them or doing like bad things to them and everything and then people started saying you know like oh and some of them had holes in their heads yeah and, like you can just like hope that that was like rumors right. like i mean yeah so it's tough to say i like to think that maybe it was just kind of blown up but i'm sure she was not a great person right like, i'm sure she was doing and then you the said things. that like when she was out and about she was usually like kind to black people like in public oh my god i, I right. mean even even if none of this was true i still hate her right, right. just for right. being awful enough to make a 12 year old girl jump off right. the balcony exactly yeah i mean i feel like i tried to, i tried to like give elizabeth Bautria, you know nice twist yeah. and she was just being stomped on by the man but i mean we all know she was a psycho bitch yeah <laughs> truly um all right, so that's the end of my story. Let's cut this recording for a second, and then we'll start on Hannah's story. Okie dokie. Okay. Yeehaw. Wink wonk. Okay. <laughs> We're back. Yeehaw. Hannah's turn. Um. Okay, so I will be talking about Marie Laveau, um, and she's also known as the voodoo queen of New Orleans. Um. She, so obviously there was like, you know, voodoo, when people think of voodoo, I feel like a lot of people think of New Orleans, um, and she was kind of like the biggest name 
to come out of it really mm-hmm. um so just to kind of start things off here um after she died an article in the new orleans times um this was in 1886 adoringly remembered marie laveau as gifted with beauty and intelligence she ruled her own race and made captive of many of the other so she hmm. was like very well thought of actually. yeah she had a good reputation like for the most part but then you know there was like a bunch of white people who were like she does voodoo like she's, right. the, she's the devil God. right the devil vagina magic. So wait, wait, were they both in New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Did yeah. they know each other? Were they around the same time period? They were, but I, there is no evidence that like they knew each other. Okay. Because I actually did look into that. Yeah. Because um, in I American think, Horror Story, they definitely had some kind of rivalry going right. on. Yeah. I think LaLaurie was born like 20 years before her, okay. but like they did live during the same time mm-hmm. and in the same area of New Orleans mm-hmm. too, so... Yeah. Nolans. Right. <laughs> that. Um, okay, so um, she was born in 1801 in the French Quarter of New Orleans. Um, her dad was like a pretty prominent guy and her mom was his mistress. Oops. So when the mom had her, she like went to her mom's house and had the baby there mm-hmm. and left the baby with the grandma and then just like ran away again to be with her boyfriend dude promiscuous right um so her and her mom had actually she had been a slave when she was like like before and she had been freed so um marie laveau was actually like the first person in her family to be born completely free nice right that seems very early on in the south yeah um yeah i mean i guess just because her i don't remember if her dad i don't think her dad was white i think her dad was black so i don't know if he was a slave or what happened Hmm. there but um i know her mom was then she was freed so like because she was living with her grandma who wasn't a slave because her grandma actually made enough money to buy her freedom so right so like her her the grandma was free when marie moved in with her right (laughs) Okay. okay wow so that's where she grew up was with her grandma um not really knowing either of her parents um, in 1819, so when she was 18 years old, Laveau married a man named Jacques Perry, who was a freed slave who moved to New Orleans from Haiti, and he became a cabinet maker. Nice. Yeah. Right? Living the life there. Um, so a lot of people didn't think that they had any children, but there were records from the St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. I kept thinking, every time I read anything about <laughs> St. Louis Cathedral or Cemetery, I thought, like, Missouri. Um... But the records from the St. Louis Louis Cathedral show that they did have two daughters together, but there's not, like, any information about them, really. It just shows, like, it said a couple, like, dates and their names, and so, like, the only reason that I even have records on them was because they were both baptized. So it had, like, when they were baptized, it didn't even have, like, a born date, and it said she was baptized, and she was eight years old, so this is the year she would have been born. Okay, okay. So, that was, like, really just weird. That's suspicious and mysterious. Right? Mm-hmm. It is kind of strange. Um, but I there is, like, some... So, according to, like, the dates of it, um, according to the dates on the records and everything, one of the daughters would have been born two years before they were married. Oops. So, I don't know oh, if that has something yeah. to do with why it was kind of hush-hush. Interesting. Okay. Um... So then Jacques Perry kind of fell off the face of the earth. Um, a <laughs> few fine. years after they got married, uh, they he just... Wandered off. Just, like, disappeared. Fine. But then, again, the church records records showed that he had died. Oh. But they don't say, like, how or when. Mm. It just says that he is confirmed deceased. Weird. That's so mysterious as well. Right. So, I mean... Why is she so secretive? I don't know. That's, like... Hmm. But that's, like, really the only, like, mysterious things about her. Like, so, wait, were they cool? Like, was... Like, her husband wasn't, like, known to have been abusive or anything? Like, they had a good relationship? I mean, he didn't I mean, leave her. No, no, he died. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, I mean, right. I don't... He, like... Suddenly, he was just, like, gone. So, like, people... I don't know if... He did leave her, or if mm. he had died and she just didn't talk about it, oh, or okay. if he died and di- people didn't know about it, and then like late, I don't the fuck? right. So I don't really know. I mean, I it didn't say anything about them having like a bad relationship, hmm. um, but they were only together for a few years um, before he did like disappear. Yeah. 
Um, and subsequently die. Right. Right. Goodness. Eventually. Um, okay. But then in 1826, uh, Laveau started seeing a prominent white man whose name was... <laughs> okay. <Here> we <laughs> we're going French here. Okay. Louis-Christophe Dumensnil de Glepion. Mm-hmm. Good job. Thank you. Very good. We're going to just name him. I would never know the difference. His name is Louis. Okay. Okay, Louis. Got it. So, um, interracial marriage wasn't allowed in New Orleans at the time. Surprise, sure. surprise, in the early 1800s. Um, but they did, like, they were basically married. They stayed together for about 30 years. It was until Shit. he died in 1855. They lived together. So were they in they, love? They were. Aww. They, supposedly, they did have, like, a very good happy really loving nice. relationship um throughout their marriage they had seven children no Holy shit they no, really did like each other too many <laughs> three of which died when Aww. they were like pretty young yeah um and mm-hmm. some people say that they had 15 kids but there are only records of seven so we're just gonna say they had seven right. sure that 15 seems that's too many they could you imagine excessive. giving birth 15 times without like medication and without like w- after the first time I'd be like that's enough of that I right. don't want to give birth with medication I know once. it's right. fine but I mean what would make one have 7 to 15 children right um, and she already lack had of birth two, control two before right. them with the first guy so like oh yeah she's experienced it all right <laughs> right she knew what she was getting into um okay so like I said though he died in 1855 so then she was alone for a little while after that but um throughout her life she was a hairdresser we all know that people tell their hairdressers secrets mm-hmm. wow this she was a hairdresser like her. yeah yeah yes so um a lot of people like started going to her and they felt safe like talking to mm-hmm. her and telling her their problems and talking i've about definitely their lives. told our hairdressers right and so she <laughs> i hope she listens started giving like advice and stuff in return and so then people started like coming to her for advice and like mm-hmm. everything. Um, I also read that she was an herbalist and a midwife. I don't really know a lot on that, but like that's pretty cool too if she was. Yeah. Um, like a healer. Mm-hmm. Right. I like it. Um, so she was a very religious person. She was Catholic. Okay. And that's kind of why like a lot of people started going to her because, you know, Catholics weren't frowned upon. And so like because she could mix this like voodoo and Catholicism together, they weren't like as intimidated by it. Okay. So um, voodoo isn't like a religion though. It's just kind of like a practice. It it's both, I think. Yeah. Is it? It is. I get into it a little bit more. It is like a religion, but like you can do the practices and believe in I think she like grew up Catholic and then she started like getting into voodoo and she kind of just her own found a way to like mix them. Okay. So, I'll, That's yeah, innovative. I'll talk about, like, the voodoo stuff, because they do believe in, like, spirits and stuff, and, like, they have, you know, they don't believe, I don't think they believe in, like, Jesus, or I don't know. As a, as a Catholic there, woman, I'm sure. I'm sure she, yeah, okay, so, um, so she actually started learning voodoo practices from Voodoo John, if you guys have heard of him no. um, I don't know he was done. like another big voodoo guy back in the heyday there was he a good guy or a villain he was kind of a villain i mean not a villain but he was more of like a trickster like like the guy from uh the frog princess the fr- princess and the frog that is the villain is what? it really yes. oh he was spooky yeah, yeah he was <laughs> i don't even remember what his name is in that show voodoo john was it i don't know because oh, i was gonna very say it might happened. have been um he was also known as uh bayou john Okay. That's I love one. that. Yeah. So he was more of like a trickster. He used his religion and would sometimes like fake stuff for his religion because he would have people oh. pay him. So you mean like the mega churches that pay people? <laughs> you mean people, Joel Osteen? Yeah, to like heal them. You know, the ones that were selling that shit for COVID. What did? What were they selling? I don't know COVID? what you're talking about, but it sounds just like him. <laughs> yes. Yes. They were selling. They were telling people that if they, it was a type of silver. Or some sterling silver, like like in in um Kronk's new groove, when they bottle the elixir to make all the old people feel young again. A magical elixir. What was that from? Sweeney Todd. But yeah, I'm also thinking he's kind of a trickster. Ten different movie references. You're welcome. Um. Yeah. Just made an eleventh Moana. You're welcome. Oh my god. Yeah, so he would basically, you know, he kind of did, like, more of the voodoo stuff, but then even if it, he would say, like, oh, you have this thing going on, like, here, pay me for this charm, and it'll help you, you know? So, like, he knew voodoo, but he also knew how to, like, make people pay him for it. What was I supposed to be looking up, guys? 
Oh, the mega church. Ah, yes. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's okay. The mega church. (laughs) Or something about that. But yeah, so she learned a lot of like her voodoo practices from him, but she didn't, she did it to actually help people. Um, he was just like, you know, somebody that knew what he was talking about and she could learn from him. Um. A coach. A life coach. Kind of. (laughs) So after these people started like coming to her for advice and everything when she was a hairdresser, um, she started holding religious meetings at her house where blacks and whites would both come to like sing and pray and they would leave gifts as offering to the spirits. Ooh, like black church? You know, with the gospels and... I mean, I, I guess, but I kind of want to go to black church. More of like in a voodoo religion kind of thing. I think this is where like the that Catholicism sounds even more my alley. and the voodoo combined, <laughs> and that's why like the whites were also kind of like, hey, this isn't Catholicism, half bad. yeah, right? Like this still has my religion in it. It's still got Jesus. He's white, right? Mm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> Tell yourself whatever it takes. <laughs> um. So she was like overall a very helpful person. She, this is like a direct quote from this like scholarly article on her. She would perform notable acts of community service, such as nursing yellow fever patients, posting bail for free women of color, for freeing women of color, and visiting condemned prisoners to pray with them in their final hours. Wow. So she was like a very charitable person, like outside of the voodoo and everything too i like um her. right i know she's, she, a nice lady. she's still like open-minded yes and she was very like you know she posted the bail for women of color because who else was going to at the time and like stuff like that she was like trying to like uplift so other was she women. making money off of this is that how she could like afford stuff like that? no she was a hairdresser oh but yeah. her her like uh, her husband was pretty boothang okay yeah or her husband <laughs> her boothang yeah. was was a pretty prominent guy um okay. so he probably was like here's some money right Go, yeah do maybe your it thing, was, like girl. some of his money that she was just like, i mean well, i can't we imagine some. i can't imagine you make like buku bucks off of being a, especially being a black woman of at the time yeah. making, being a hairdresser but um I mean, I know, I mean, I'm sure down in the South during this time, you wouldn't have made a lot, but, um, so then eventually she kind of became sort of an advisor or like a consultant who would use the voodoo practices and everything to help other people out. So they would come to her for help with matters in love, job opportunities, and even court cases. So she could give them, you know, like a charm or say a spell or talk to the spirits to see I want to do that for a living. Interesting. Right? There you go. Is that... Can I be a professional witch? You could be like a fortune teller. I'm I mean, like maybe I'm not like around here, but right. Well, I mean, I can do it online. But I like <laughs> I've actually been like looking into like shit like that. People I, like I, show up with pitchforks at Amanda's house. <laughs> I I want to like do that for. I just want to help people. And She's I a love, witch. I love witchy shit. Right. Well, and that's what she would do. So like where um Voodoo John would be like, oh yeah, like you're fucked here. Use this charm for sixty dollars or whatever. Right. She would like actually do stuff, and I I'm not sure if they would pay her or not. But if they did, I know she wasn't, like, lying about it. She was actually, mm-hmm. like, trying to help these people. Right. Because right. she did other things to help people that she wasn't getting paid for. And maybe it was more like, all right, you have to go, you know, buy a chicken or go do this or go do that. Like, maybe right. she didn't sell them things. Maybe she, like, gave them advice. Yeah. Like you said. Um, like, here's so what you do. <laughs> she would use spells and charms to help out anyone who sought her help, which included blacks and whites. So she didn't care. She was there for you. Um, <laughs> I love it. She, okay, so I kind of get into, like, a little bit about voodoo because I feel like whenever people talk about it, they think of, like, human sacrifices and evil. Voodoo dolls, too. Voodoo and that's dolls. not even a thing in voodoo. No. <laughs> it's so, not. Like, it's white, like, white people made that shit up. Right, it's like. Just like fortune cookies. I was just gonna yeah. say that. Okay, I have a story about fortune cookies. Can I tell it really quick? Yeah, sure. Okay, <laughs> we watched this uh, movie called. We watched this movie called uh, General Sao's, like, who is General Sao, like, for General Sao's chicken, and they actually, like, go to China and ask people, like, have you ever had this dish? Like, they bring them General Sao's chicken, and I've never seen that. Like, they don't even know what it is, (laughs) but they all tell us who General Sao is. Anyway, then they brought fortune cookies to them, and they all looked at it like, what is this? And, like, they would bite into it, and they'd be like, paper. cookie before and they come in every one of my chinese food boxes your american chinese (laughs) it's an american thing isn't that funny it is like what is this 
like so cute. And then they bite in. Oh, oh, what's this? And Brian oh, nice says message. you have to eat your fortune if you want it to come true. Yeah. Brian says that. Yeah. So Brian eats the whole thing. He Stop. No, he doesn't. He thinks that if you don't eat the fortune, it won't come true. Does he really eat the fortune? Okay, so he did for a very long time. Finally, we got him out of that. Oh, <laughs> my God. He was like, you're an idiot. That's not true. <laughs> I was like, Brian, it says here that you're going to travel the world. Like, has that happened for you yet? <laughs> no, because he hasn't eaten it yet. It's true. He's like, give it to me. Put it in an oven. Oh my god. god. All right. But yeah, so a lot Tell of us about voodoo, voodoo things were made up by like white people basically yeah. to scare people out of voodoo because That's so weird. it came from like African cultures and stuff. Um, so uh no one has ever found any convincing evidence that human sacrifice um or cannibalism or anything was practiced 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 in voodoo rituals. Practice it. Um, sometimes there are animal sacrifices, but it's, like, in an honoring way. It's not in, like, a, fuck right. this chicken. Maybe like, more like a, I need to make a meal, and I'm going to do a ritual to, like, thank you for Yeah, so, like, the spirit of the animal is sacrificed to the spirits, and then the food is eaten by the people doing mm-hmm. the okay. this ritual or whatever. I can get behind that. So, right. It's, so, like, using all parts of the buffalo. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Um... So, the core belief of New Orleans voodoo is that one god does not interfere in daily lives, but that spirits do, and connection with these spirits can be obtained through various rituals such as dance, music, chanting, and snakes. Um, oh, all right. That last <laughs> one for you, for a However, you're going to put those in there. That I don't know much verb. on that. that was, <laughs> that's not Snaking. a verb. Snaking. Snaking. Um, so those who practice voodoo kind of look to the spirits of their ancestors as well as the various voodoo gods for advice and help in their daily lives so they're looking to like all of these just like in a lot of religions there are multiple gods Mm -hmm. um so in some of their rituals they'll draw or draw or create symbols which are called thieves perhaps i might be saying that wrong thieves Vives. Oh, it's Vives. probably French. Vive, French. Um, and or Haitian. <laughs> represent the different spirits that are being summoned. So a lot of people will see like a voodoo symbol and just it's evil, but they're not. Right. They're used as a way to reach out to the other side for help, just like a cross is in like mm-hmm. okay. Christianity. Um, they all like mean the different spirits and stuff. So, um, a lot of times, like I said, they'll people who are practicing voodoo will often give their ancestors and their gods like the spirits gifts or sacrifices so that's kind of something that they would do at these meetings that they had at her house i'm sure that was something that she would kind of advise like maybe like reach out to your ancestors you know see if they have any advice for you Mm -hmm. um so then the spirit that connects the two worlds in voodoo is papa legba oh boy he's an american horsey what's his name papa legba i don't remember He's the spooky dude who, like, doesn't Queenie go and live with him or something? Oh, oh, right, he's, he's, like, from the okay, other side. Okay, I, yeah. I didn't know that was his name. Okay. Yeah, so he's, like, the spirit that connects the two, the spirit world and the human world. Interesting, okay. That would have like, been so dramatic if she would have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, who? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> I swear I watched it, but I'm already on to the hotel season. No, it's okay. Um, but, so, like, if you have problems or questions, you can summon Papa Legba to help you, but he'll only help you for a price or an offering, mm. which, as we know, can get a little tricky there. Like, your soul? I mean, is I, he like the one with the violin or whatever? The no, that was like the, the devil went down to Georgia. Oh my what? god! <laughs> I think we're getting off track here. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, the devil went down to Georgia. To New Orleans. <laughs> so unfortunately, I mean, it has to happen to everybody. But in 1875, she became ill and she kind of started confining herself to her house and she rarely came outside. And then she died in 1881. She was 79 years old. Oh my god. That's gosh. like quite a lifespan for that right. era. So, like. She definitely outlived LaLaurie. Um, <laughs> that bitch. Um, they <laughs> drove her out of town, too. Um, so oh, she no. died. No, not, not Madame oh. Laveau, no. Um, so she died peacefully in her home, supposedly. That's, I mean, this was a while ago, so we can only hope. Um, and she was buried in the St. Louis Cemetery, number one, in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, people will still go to New Orleans to visit her tomb. Or leave gifts on one of her many shrines. She has shrines in, like, other cemeteries as well. Cool. Wow, Um, they really honored her. Yeah. So, now, unfortunately, you can't get into the cemetery to see her tomb unless you have a registered tour guide. 
because so many people vandalized her tomb. What? That's, That's crazy. so rude. Or not even vandalizing, but a lot of people would draw like voodoo symbols, like as for like a ritual or for like asking her for help. Mm. But they draw like spray painted on her tomb, like you know right. for their own thing. But it's still vandalizing. Mm-hmm. So now you're like allowed to leave stuff at her tomb. Like but... why can't you just use like chalk? <laughs> right, oh, that'll wash right off. Right. right. So like you can, you're still allowed to like leave stuff at her tomb, but like you can't get there to see it without a tour guide. So okay. like I think I told Taryn this earlier when we went um, to New Orleans, we actually I we wanted to see it so bad, but we couldn't get into the graveyard because they don't have tours after dark. Really? Oh. Yeah, unless it's, like, they have, like, sometimes on, like, weekends or something that they do, like, spooky ghost tours, Ooh. but we weren't there on a weekend. That feels yeah. We were there on, like, a Thursday. So, um, yeah, so we couldn't actually get in it, so we could just see, like, into it, because it's all fenced off. Okay. Like, all of the graveyards are around wow. there. And they have, like, they have all of them in tombs, because the water... It floods so often oh, yeah. there that they couldn't have underground Ugh. Right, they, they kept popping they it back wash out. they the bodies back up. Ah, they literally just started, like, washing down the streets. Oh, my yeah, God. So they had to start... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So that's a, a fun fact right there. Interesting. Um, so so what, are they, what do the graves look like then? Is it just like a big marble like slab that they keep them in? or? Well, a lot of them are like the tombs. Like oh, the, like the mausoleums? Yeah. The little, little buildings? That's yeah. interesting. Um, I mean, I don't really remember if... I just remember a lot of those. I don't remember like if any of them are... Like you're saying, like the marble, like above ground yeah. type of laying down ones. It seems like a very high profile cemetery. <laughs> it, I think it kind of was, but um, so she has her little like tombstone thing, or yeah, it would be literally a tombstone because mm-hmm. she's in a tomb, mm-hmm. and it says on it, "Here, you can take this however you want to." This is what was inscribed on it, and I don't know when this was put there. I don't know if it was like back when she died or if this was a more recent addition. But it says on it, this Greek revival tomb is reputed burial place of this notorious voodoo queen. A mystic cult, voodooism of African origin, was brought to this city from Santo Domingo and flourished in the 19th century. Marie Laveau was the most widely known of many practitioners of the cult. What? Yeah, so they really make her sound like spooky. Yeah. Like, who wrote that? I don't know, but somebody who- Where were her 15 children? Didn't do their research. (laughs) That's a good um, question. So after she died, uh, one of Marie Laveau's daughters, her name was Marie II. Wow. Oh, just such a common name. Yeah. No, she yes. was apparently the only name of the time. There was, it was one of six. Um, <laughs> six options. But Marie number one. She looked a lot like her mother. So after she died, a lot of people thought that she hadn't died because they would see the daughter walking around. That is spooky. So, um, or like either that or she had been resurrected because she like looked so youthful and people started saying that she was using bad magic to stay alive Mm. or that she was like doing like a hocus pocus type thing and like sucking the souls out of people. Why is that the first thing? Why wouldn't it be like, oh, are you related to her? Why is that Because ghosties are so prominent in New Orleans. Okay, I see that. (laughs) Um, And also they thought she was doing like all this well she was doing all this voodoo and stuff like during her life so the people who thought bad of it weren't gonna like change their minds after she died Hmm. um but okay so i have some ghosty stories okay tell us so who knows how true these are but i like to think they are because the spirit of marie laveau (laughs) lives on um so her house was torn down in 1903 and then rebuilt in the same spot so it must have just been like really falling apart um on saint anne street I don't remember what you said, where you said LaLaurie. It was like New Royal Street or something. Okay. Well, who knows? I have it. I literally have it written down right here. Why don't <laughs> I just look for it? Just Royal Street. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, nope, the layout. Not a, clue. Of Not a fucking clue. Um, But now the house is like an Airbnb type thing. Ooh. So you can like go vacation there. Okay. And it's very haunted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um... A couple stayed at the house, and they claimed that they heard chanting and drumming in the middle of the night, hmm. and the husband thought it was coming from outside, so he went out and was, like, walking around the house, and he didn't see anything, and then when he went back inside, he realized that the sound was coming from inside the living room. Like, oh boy. It was, like, the call. The call is coming from inside the house. Right. <laughs> so, they didn't want to stay there. Like, probably smart people. Yeah. And so, they left, and they, like, left a lot of their shit there, because they were, like, we're getting out and staying in a hotel. Good night. So... Um, the next morning they came back to get their stuff 
and there was a white feather in the middle of the living room floor and all the windows were locked shut so it was like no feather blew in here through an open window uh. and um supposedly Marie Laveau's signature object was a white feather and it was a sign of good luck if Aww. somebody found a white feather unless the feather was found on your pillow uh-oh. No. Then it means you are going to die or get very sick. No. Yes. And it was on the... No, it was in the middle of, middle of the living room floor. Oh, okay, okay. So we're good. Yes. Oh, thank God. So those people got lucky. Good travels. Right. Um, and then another man stayed at the house, and he said that he saw a shadow figure standing in the corner of the room when he woke up from a nap. So sleeping is spooky. So wait, do they advertise it on Airbnb as like a spooky haunted stay? I don't know or... if it's like on Airbnb, but it, you can, it is like a vacation house is what okay. it's listed as. Um, I think they do say that it's like Marie Laveau's house. Right. Like come stay in right. one of the most famous, you know what I mean? Right. Haunted places in New Orleans or right. whatever. But I don't know about like the first people when they heard it, like they heard that and they were just like, nope, we can't do this. Right. Like, they were not aware. Um, and then a woman staying in the house woke up one night and she felt as if someone was holding her down and she couldn't like pull herself up. So like a sleep paralysis type I, thing. That is ter- Has that ever happened to either of you? Sleep paralysis? Yeah. I've done it twice in my life. Really? Yeah. Was it spooky? It's awful. And I didn't want to sleep like ever again. Oh my God. I feel like I've had dreams where I felt like I couldn't move. Like I, like, but it, I knew that I was dreaming. Right. You know what I mean? But I never actually like woke up and was like, oh my God, I can't move. Like. Right. Well, know. yeah. And then, and then there's the one time, cause Joey had sleep paralysis like almost every night. Yeah, it was awful. What? Yeah, and there was one time when he was laying down in my room, and he was, like, laying there with his eyes closed. He was, like, just, like, he jokingly said he was, like, gonna go take a nap or whatever, and I went, and I was, like, just standing over him, and he opened his eyes. Why would you do that to him? Well, I didn't do it as, like, a scary thing. Like, I was, like, just standing there, because I was, like, just looking at him, like, okay, you're gonna get the fuck up or what? And he opened his eyes, and he was, like, you look like one of my sleep paralysis demons. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that's something he just like experiences regularly. Yeah. Is, did he like oh my god, who's haunting him? <laughs> I don't know, but that's so cruel. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, so then a couple other things was that like people, like I said, even even if it's not her daughter, because obviously her daughter's dead now, um, but people claimed still to see Marie Laveau walking down the street where her house is. She's wearing a long white dress and her trademark turban headdress, which supposedly had seven points folded into it to represent a crown. She is the voodoo Ooh, queen. I like I that. I love that. Um, and then in the 1930s, a man was in a drugstore near the cemetery when an old lady came in and asked the man, don't you know me? And he said he didn't. The woman got angry, slapped him in the face, and then jumped up and levitated out the door. And she levitated, like, she, like, floated, and once she got, like, over the graveyard walls, she disappeared. And then he passed out from fear, (laughs) Uh and he was revived by the store owner who gave him whiskey and told him that the spirit was Marie Laveau. He's like, this happens all the time. she just, like, comes in all the time. And then he passed out again. (laughs) He was like, Marie Laveau. Um, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... Who like, knows Marie, you she's... gotta stop doing this to my customers. Right. right. <laughs> I'm wasting too much whiskey. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of the last things here is that people also claim to see her spirit walking around the graveyard, and she'll have, like, a snake in her turban, and she'll sometimes be whispering, like, spells or whatever. Um, and other people say that her ghost appears as a sleek voodoo cat, with Ooh, yeah. red glowing eyes, and he'll walk right through Laveau's sealed tomb door and disappear inside as if the door wasn't even there. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So she got turned into a, kid, a kitty in the afterlife. Love it. Um, but yeah, that's basically all I have. But like in American Horror Story, she's portrayed as this like awful person who like she sends the centaur after the witches and mm-hmm. like she mm-hmm. takes Lalori's daughters and kills them or hangs them or whatever she does with them. And it's like she literally only helped people. Like she right. in real life, she was not like a bad person. <clears throat> she was a really good person and like nobody had anything against her. Yeah, that is very strange. So I feel like just like I said, like so many people hear like the voodoo queen and they just immediately think that she's like this evil person. I don't or know. like don't cross her or something. Right. Which I mean probably don't cross her, but oh, right. <laughs> right. But But why yeah. would you want to if she's like helpful? Right. right. I I don't know. I feel like she 
I guess I didn't know what her reputation was before I watched the show, but she was definitely portrayed as more, like, vengeful than yeah. Lori was. Like, I, like... I don't know. I didn't necessarily consider her, like, evil. Like, I understood, like, she had she a reason. She just seemed like a bad bitch. Like, yeah. don't fuck with me. <laughs> right. And right. I will fuck with you. She wasn't necessarily, like, friendly, though. Like, you right, were saying right. she was. Like, helping to bring different races together and, <laughs> you know, a melding. Catholicism and yeah, voodoo together. Melding of Catholics and right, voodoo right. priestesses. Well, and also, and... one thing that I do like, though, is that, like, so in American Horror Story, there's, like, the supreme witch, like, mm-hmm. top bitch. And how her, like... That's me. They make her, like, person out to be basically, like, the equivalent to that in, yeah. like, the voodoo realm. And, like, I do like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that they, they, like, put her in a rightful spot there. Mm-hmm. Like... Right. But, yeah. What do you... What do you... Is there a name for somebody who practices voodoo? Like, is it a, a voodist? <laughs> I don't... I don't know. A voodooist? I don't know. I'm not sure. So I, as I've mentioned, wrote a long-ass paper on voodoo and everything. Um, and I think I referred to them as voodists. I don't remember. And if I did, then I'm sure I had looked it up. Right. I didn't just do that, like, for fun. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I think that might have been one of the things that I didn't know, and I just started referring to them as, like, people who practice voodoo. Voodoo practitioners. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your word count? How long can we make this? Right. <laughs> Um, oh yes, voodooists. Okay, voodooists. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Ayo. Um, I yeah. did like that season. Um, yeah, it was cool. Like, I I did not like Sarah Paulson's character in that season as she much. was. She was kind of like a weakling. She and was very the, needy. Yes, that's the first time. Was she I've, the Supreme's daughter. Yes. yes, and then she became the Supreme at the end, mm-hmm. which I was pleased with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like she was so like helpless and like kind of like a pushover and every other like character I've seen her play she was always very much more like like the head bitch in charge you was, know was Billy Lord in that season didn't she end up being in it I don't remember I thought she did I maybe at the very end I thought they oh I don't remember Oh, I have here the thing about the megachurch. Oh, tell us. So televangelist Jim Baker held up a blue silver bottle, gazing intently at the label as he questioned the woman sitting next to him. This influenza that's now circling the globe. You're saying that silver solution would be effective. His guest was a natural health expert. Oh boy. Um, she said, well, let's say it hasn't been tested on this strain of coronavirus, but it has been tested on other strains of the coronavirus, <laughs> and it's been able to eliminate it within 12 hours. Totally eliminate it kills it deactivates it so, so maybe this is where we can start trying to get rid of it but that's not necessarily a cure for it so they were selling it for 80 dollars. oh my god for the fake treatment um oh. so that reminded me of your you know bayou john <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay good. Bayou the state john. of missouri filed a lawsuit against him nice. against bayou john no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah long poor ago. johnny uh billy lord that's what we're looking for here was well, billy lord in coven and then also was the one bitch in there who she could only see how much calories was in food what okay yes no or was she in apocalypse did you watch apocalypse yes maybe that was it yes she's funny so then okay so billy lord might not come in until apocalypse either (laughs) oh she played mallory a powerful witch that's I don't really think she, Oh, that's in Apocalypse. Yes, okay. okay. I was going to say, I'm like, that's super vague. Sorry. Uh, I don't want to like she spoilers here. She plays Winter Anderson in the seventh season. Mm-hmm. Yes. Called, she portrayed, I didn't see that one, Linda Kasabian, uh, a former member of the Manson cult, and uh, the eighth season Apocalypse. It was hard to follow because there were so many people playing so many characters. Yeah, Sarah Paulson plays like three people. I know. That's rough. <laughs> it's great. It's great. She's Just all Sarah Paulson. Evan Peters plays like two different people. That's amazing. He's so cute. Oh my god, that's gonna be crazy. You're gonna struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you will though as much because you can sit down and watch it one right after the other. Right. Now what did Brian say? Oh yes. Brian sent me a text last night and he was like, Kat and I miss you, but we don't miss American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> well enjoy it for the two days you have. Left. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Instead, he's watching this fucking sci-fi show i'm not really sure what it's called but he sent me a text last night and it had a picture of oh. the 
caption on the, well, there's our cat trying to eat the pretzels, but the caption says, and would much like to flush it with your magic juice. No thanks. Is what, I'm not a fan of and whatever I'm that like, means. And I'm like, Brian, are you watching like sci-fi porn? Like, I'm so <laughs> confused. Oh, and then. Oh, the kitty. Um, whale, are we wrapping up? I believe you guys did an excellent job. Thanks. I'm very interested. Thanks. Very interesting. We had two very different people. Yeah. Yes, you did, but living during the same time period. Yeah. Living down the street from each other. Yeah, living. no shit. Whale. All right. Um, Follow us on everything. Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, tweeters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on tweeters. What else do we do? I think that's it. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed. All right. <laughs> do the thing. Conspiracy sisters unite. Conspiracy sisters unite. Conspiracy sisters unite. And then we all put our hands in the middle. Oh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Goodbye.